Not even Marilyn Monroe. I got that song stuck in my head now. Pharrell is the beginning of this intro. Not even Joan of Arc. Speaking of intros. Yes. I wanted to tell you something. This is pretty cool. That we got shit on for our last intro? No. I was going to say the episode was about stepping out of the comfort zone, right? Yeah. What, the last one? Yeah. Okay. You made me step out of my comfort zone because I did three years of a podcast. Okay. Never dropped the F-bomb one time. And I was just like, I'll leave it in. Because like you had that, that's how you just out of nowhere started that episode. Yeah. We, we started last week with a little bit of Blink-182. And I just I just said, whatever, we'll yeah. leave it in, you know? Yeah. And so I stepped out of my comfort zone. So the podcast influenced me directly. Hey, That's a good thing. I like hey, it. Just so everybody knows, uh, I think there's a time and a place. If you heard the way I talk in person, you'd, you'd probably disavow yourself from me. So <laughs> I, I'm not a clean person by any stretch of the imagination. I just typically, there are certain things I will not say on the podcast. Yeah. But every once in a blue moon, there might be a little sighting slash hearing. I feel I'll save it for special stuff for effect. I I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, you can do whatever you want. Anybody can do whatever they want. Well, I'll be fucking a lot. I mean, yeah. saying fuck a lot. Don't <laughs> don't do that on the podcast. That'd be really gross. That'd be a violation of the other person's rights. Well, it depends on how many donators we get. If we do, then maybe. Okay, that's true. Spe- <laughs> that's a good uh, that's a good segue. We launched our Patreon. We have a, a few donors on there already. Plus, we got a couple of one-time donations. Um, we already talked about Brent several times, but I still love him, so I'm going to say his name anyways. But that's the official shout-out. Yeah. Brent, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Emily Smith donated, and she actually donated, a, and also, like Brent, a nice, tidy little sum. And so she's getting the cocktail and the episode topic, which we'll get to in a second here. But I wanted to also give shout-outs to... My brother, who was actually the first pledge, which I'm just very stoked about because it's very difficult to get him to do something like this. He didn't even question it. He just did it. And he even said, I hate monthly stuff. And I was like, thanks, bro. So that worked out awesome. Did he do, what tier did he do? Did he do the hoss bog? No, he's a crafty boy. He's just a crafty boy? And seriously, if if we had all crafty boys and girls, that would make me incredibly happy. I just have the other ones there in case people want to do more. But... Let us know if anybody stepped out of their comfort zone since last week. That would be really awesome. We'd love to hear <clears throat> any experiences like that. Craftheadspodcast at gmail.com. And this is super random. Tom, you know what I'm talking about. We have this ridiculous thing now where we sort of market ourselves on Rocket League. Mm-hmm. Because we enjoy text chatting as much as we do the actual game. Like we shit talk like you can't imagine. And we have a blast with it. We do the dictation and all that stuff. Well, we start doing craft head shit, and I think people actually, like, rage, give us negative reviews, which is kind of hilarious, but for some reason, we can't stop. So we actually had a really competitive game the other day, and the guy was like, he was dishing it back at us, but our then... Our opponent on Rocket League. Yeah, our opponent. Which, by the way, real quick, for those of you who don't know, Rocket League is a soccer game, but you use cars. It's a video game. I'm going to say this a lot. Don't judge until you play it. <laughs> it's really, really uh, it's good. It's the best video game of all time, actually. It's but, a sports game. Yeah, exactly. We were we were talking, and then like at the end, whenever we're BSing at, uh, in the post-game, the guy was like, you know, seriously, what's the name or whatever? Asked us where he could find it. And I, and I even sent him a message. I was like, dude, I'm going to shout you out. And he said, are you going to shout out this L? Which I thought was hilarious because they waxed us. They, even though we they, were they wiped the floor with us. Yeah, we it, sucked that game. It was really bad. So shout out to... So beneficial. 
But that is his gamer tag. Which is a pretty awesome gamer tag, actually. I really enjoyed that. I told you, Beneficial, I was going to shout you out. Here it is. And that about wraps it up, except uh, I didn't shout out the other two uh, pledges that we got on Patreon. Thank you very much to John S. and also Matt Royal. We love you, man. Thank you for doing that. He also sent me a question. Oh. Matt, and I'm going to drop it on you with no anticipations. And John was a $3 donation, wasn't he? That's right. Thank you. So he he's going to get a, a Yeah, the, a the cocktail. Okay. Yeah, selection. The only thing is Emily beat him to the punch. Yeah, so. she was top dono of the week. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we need like a noise for that. Yeah. But anyways, so the... Oh! That's the noise. And then for the hotspot, I'll be like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. I would love to make that a thing. And I'll do the boss hog, whatever it winds up being. So but, so for the for the Hoss Bog. Wait, no, wait, the boss hog is three dollars. Right, the Hoss Bog is five. So we got a boss hog from John. Here it goes. Oh <laughs> So every time we get one of those, I'm gonna do Dude, that bullshit. You're really gonna regret that later. No, you're not. I don't give a fuck. No. <laughs> That's gonna be really good. Okay. So I'm going to do Royal's question. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. And then we're going to move on to the Emily stuff. Here. All right. Royal asked me, <clears throat> would you rather have one testicle or humongous nipples? Oh. <laughs> I know. That's what I thought. I think he... I'm going to go with one testicle. Yeah? Huge nipples. On are, a guy? Are unavoidable exactly. in public. One are we talking like, like salami? That, he, those he, are huge. The words, the word he used was humongous. So I'm thinking like salami. Nipples. I'm thinking at least that. Or are we uh, talking like you're Hormel a pepperoni nipples? Uh, I don't. I a, think those are relative. What are my? What he's are, showing me his nipples. What are those right quarters? Now. Uh, yeah. Those are quarters. About. I think I have relatively small nipples. It's pretty average, I think, for a dude. Okay. So I'm thinking salami nipples. I can't do it. I'd rather have one ball. Decrease in semen volume. That sigh. <laughs> I, I'm i just... Um, I need a final answer in three seconds. One testicle. Okay. There you go, Matt. Uh, we got you a an on-air, spur-of-the-moment question. Is that from me? Is that only for me? Did you Do you not want to answer? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... I don't... I think humongous nipples on a guy would be really strange. Yeah. I, I'd probably do the one testicle thing. Yeah. It'd make for a lot of good dinner conversation and things like that. <laughs> so, especially about how it happened. Okay, <laughs> moving on. The drink of the week. This is called the Emily Smith. Yes, Emily, thank you very much once again. Thank you, Emily. It was That's really, really generous of you. And, and uh, for uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to shout her out yeah. uh, how we know Emily. Emily is an ex-girlfriend of mine uh, about four. I think we dated five years ago for a year or in some change. Oh, sorry, Emily. I don't know. It might have been longer <laughs> than that, dude. Uh Fact yeah, check. It was fact check. It was that. close to a couple years. I know I know that. Um she she was a great girlfriend. Um we both just um went we, your separate ways. When we went our separate ways. She and I I'll always uh we'll always be good friends because she um she's a great she's a great chick. I so. have a soft spot for Emily as well. So cheers to Emily and let's have a sip and we'll tell everybody what's in okay. what's in this here. The Emily Smith. We did a little bit of a twist on white Russians. First of all, we tried. I just called Emily before we started this episode and asked her what her favorite base spirit was, and she said vodka. Which, by the way, Tommy thought it was tequila. So once again, didn't know anything about God, it. God, <laughs> calling me out. Um, you told me to do that. <laughs> to be fair, 
Um, wine. She, and then she said, "If you can't do vodka, do wine." And then we we kind of cringe and wanted something a little stronger, which is just quite strong. So. We love wine. We just want to make a cocktail. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a wine episode. Yeah, soon. totally. Go ahead, Al. So what's funny about this white <laughs> Russian is Emily has the most basic white girl name of all time, <laughs> Emily Smith. So her middle name's Marie too. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. So the, the oh, our yeah. twist, we made this instead of with regular Kahlua, it's pumpkin spice Kahlua. <laughs> and we finished the bottle too. We made it a little bit extra hefty. So pumpkin spice vodka, heavy cream. Yeah. We had to use uh, whole, whole milk, milk, which is good enough. Yeah, mm. you can definitely do that as a substitute. But any, anybody who ever wants to uh, put the pumpkin spice twist on it, you henceforth, you have to refer to it as the Emily Smith. Yeah, it's really Just good, so too, actually. Has. It's it, strong, it is, but it's good. It's very good, yeah. It's kind of, like, if I was going to have something, like, festive, I think I might go for this. Yep, I agree. And then before we move into the topic, I think, um, here's the kicker that I didn't tell you about. Oh, okay. Do you know what, we're recording on March 6th. Do you know what March 6th is? I wouldn't know. The Ides of March is... Uh, that's the middle, 15th. 15th, oh. Uh, so, coincidentally, and I do mean coincidentally... Today is the day Wait. of the dude. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to guess. And I don't think you would have gotten this. No. I don't know if you've seen The Big Lebowski. I have. But oh, I, okay. But thank only, God. A, only like once or twice. That's fine. The dude in Big Lebowski, a.k.a. Jeff Bridges. Yes. I'm going to I'm gonna say yes. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's Wow, I'm right. freaking out. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. Um, so he drinks white Russians throughout the entire movie. So mm-hmm. we're drinking a basic white girl Emily Smith version of the white Russian on the day of the dude. March 6, 2018. Wow. How good is that? Cheers. And, and that's, yes, a, that's a cheers it, it moment. It is a cheers moment. No embellishment. <laughs> hmm. And what's great is I think, yeah, you just sort of asked me offhandedly, oh, what would vodka and Kahlua be or, or you know, vodka and milk or whatever the hell. And I was like, oh, you're basically making a white Russian. It just, it all came together perfectly. And we, I asked if we could throw a splash of amaretto in there. Just because, even though that would have made this way too sweet, because this, this that is already would be, pretty sweet. You could definitely do it if it weren't the pumpkin Kahlua, because yeah. coffee and amaretto go together splendidly. Yeah. But. Oh, splendidly. Five dollar yeah. word. Thank you, dude. I, I know that's that's kind of a common word, but I really No, here's the thing. Right Splendid, that, that alone is under, underused, but turning it into an adverb is pretty clutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, there's some sort of a connection there. Gross. Emily's topic. <laughs> okay. Emily, this is a really good question. It really was a good question. So it's sort of two-pronged, basically saying the same thing, though. If you could go back in time, what advice would you have for your younger self, i.e., if you had a mulligan on certain things, what would you do differently or do over? Mm-hmm. Give me your knee-jerk reaction. It's in reaction, Tommy. And I'm going to sound like I'm parroting exactly what he says because I know that we're going to have the same opinion on this, but go go for it. I, I was kind of struggling. I heard about this topic yesterday. I didn't really think about it until a couple hours ago. And I'm I'm struggling because I'm, I'm a person that lives without regrets in a lot of ways. But... I mean, I want to I want to stay true to the topic, and there's sure. plenty of advice that I could give myself. But as far as saying do this differently, that's hard for me to say. <clears throat> yeah. So so going off of that, I, I'm I'm the same way. I live without regrets, but it's not because I'm just oh no regrets. That just saying it very emptily. I think that would also be the adverb form. Emptily. I'm gonna. I don't think that's a word. Oh, we're fact checking this right now. Boom. Emptily. It's a word. Fuck! 
<laughs> a little different. Perfect. So, yes, uh, I, where I was going with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not just saying that emptily. My thing about no regrets is I believe everything I believe everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, that is one of my three tenets of life. Maybe I'll dive into some of the other ones later on. <laughs> or not this episode, save them for later. But everything happens for a reason. And I think that everything that has happened to me personally has helped shape me into who I am and what I'm doing and et cetera, et cetera today. So, yes, I would not change a thing. Or no, I would not change a thing. But I love my hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. Let's talk hypothetically. If yeah. you could make changes, but the things that are most important to you in your current life were still intact, except mm-hmm. basically you would have an advantage or you would be further ahead or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So okay, we're framing okay, this okay. entire conversation in a hypothetical situation. Yeah, let's let's do that. And, and before we move into this, this actually makes me think of a Star Trek Next Generation episode where a character is given a chance to go back and change things, and he does, and then he's returned back to the current day, and he's like a worthless piece of shit because those mistakes that he made made him a better person. Exactly. It, it's it's a top three episode yeah. for me. So yeah. If, if anything, you know, if I had to give myself advice or change something, um, I'm, I'm going to preface this by saying I have a great career um, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, money-wise and, and room both. for growth. I'm going to be parroting you again, yeah. but continue. And room for growth, too, honestly, because, I mean, there's there's plenty of advancement in my career. I know a lot of actuaries become CFOs of companies and uh, CEOs in general. Uh, they do. But um, I definitely don't love my job right now. And I think a lot of my close friends know know that. Uh, So I think that I would tell my younger self that at the same time, you know, when you're in college, you have that kind of worrisome fear, like you're not going to choose something that you want to do. I would still give myself the advice to not worry about that. But at the same time, don't also don't worry about going into a career that you might start at a very low level. Salary level and salary. Yep. Just, as long as as long as it was something that you enjoyed doing, and and if you didn't like it right away, change before you get too far down that path. Because totally. I do feel like I'm down that path now, especially because I've taken a lot of tests with my career. Yeah, and you haven't been a job hopping piece of shit like I have. Like <laughs> I'm I'm so far down the road as far as job hopping goes. But Tommy, he only just recently moved to Atlanta six months ago ish, whatever. From my first job. Yeah. So you were there for over four years. Yep. So. Big difference between you and I professionally. Yeah, and they still haven't... Uh, wow, now we're getting down kind of the corporate ladder here. They haven't uh, taken my vesting out yet for my 401k. Interesting. Yeah, so like I, when I left my job at four years, uh, my company had a price match. They were giving me money to... But you only get to keep so much depending on how long you stay. I had a job like to that. To invest in my 401k and then what Alex said. Um, so I don't I don't know why they haven't done that, but I, have, I actually just thought of another good, Go. good one. Do you want me to say it? Or do you want to go uh, into your... No, sure, no. We go. can bounce back and forth. Oh, okay. Go um, ahead, because I'll, rem- I'll remember this. So this is more of a general thing. I'm going to cut right to it. And I can explain it as I go. The number one thing that I would tell my younger self, listen to your dad. Over your mom? Not over, or more importantly, mm-hmm. just from my experience in my life and the things that I've done and the things that I wish I'd listened to and yada, yada, yada. I would say listen to your dad Mm -hmm. because one thing that as a child I was frustrated by and then as an adult, once I became intelligent and wiser, I began to appreciate it is my dad's right about everything. And I mean everything. (laughs) And that includes there have been big things, including really big things that my dad was right about 
even though they were for the wrong reasons, he was still right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's a weird thing. If any, if any of my close friends are interested in that, I'll be happy to tell you about that. But my point is, he's basically always right about everything. And I could have been learning so much more, so much more quickly if I had realized it. But you're a kid. Mm-hmm. You're an idiot. You're stupid. You, you're like, oh, what do my parents know? Durr. Like, that's that's just how it goes. It's interesting you say that because... And, and hold on. I, I have to give love to, you know, my stepmom, my mom also. Basically, all of the people in my formative years who helped me. I'm just saying my dad is the, the most prominent yeah. example of, of that, obviously. Yeah. I think my parents are such a good balance of each other because mm. I and I can I can say this as I've become a man I you know I started realizing when I was early twenties when my parents actually did something they they parented a different way than I would parent yeah. not to say that it was right or wrong but I for example like I can just see like an emotional reaction they have to things where I'd be like, whoa, that's not really parent-like of you. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say that my, I would say that they're right about a lot of things. Yeah. I would not say a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. It's it's kind of insane. uh, Like prophetic with my dad. Really? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tim Ball. Yeah. Shout out Tim Ball. There are some things that I, God willing or God not willing, depending on what the world looks like when I have children, that I might do slightly differently. I, I'm probably going to be a little bit more lax on certain policies. Mm-hmm. But overall, I like the way I turned out. So I'm basically going to just copy him because I'm lazy. Yeah. And that way I won't even have to worry about it. I already know what to do. Yeah. So that's sort of the way I come down. And, and as far as my stepmom goes, cause I, I lived with my mom the first half of my life and my stepmom and my dad the second half of my life as I was growing up. And my stepmom and dad are basically... Pretty much the same person. I learned a ton from both of them. But my dad was always the one that, you know, was typically disciplining me. That's yeah. why I'm sort of saying, listen to your dad. It's going to be both. It's going to be different for other people, obviously. Of course. And, yeah. and so, yeah, like, that's why I'm saying if it's, if it's your mom that usually does that or your stepdad yeah. or stepmother or whoever, I don't care who it is, your guardian, listen to people who know more than you. Yeah. That that goes for anything in life. Yeah. As a teenager, you have those chemicals going in your head. So yeah, it's you're an, really like hard I said, to you're an like, idiot. Yeah. You're stupid. Um, my dad definitely gave me a lot of the logical sound advice. And my mom has some very intense emotional reactions to mm-hmm. things. But I think that she has a very sound emotional response to a lot of things. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Because yeah. you and I have had so many discussions about things that you have talked about with your mom. Mm-hmm. And I usually agree with her despite i'm i'm a very i'm a very logical thinker mm-hmm. i always appreciate the emotional advice that she gives you mm-hmm. always do you, okay this is kind of this is going to go into another step what I, I had a recent um experience that i finally felt like i had like i'm definitely a mama's boy i love my mom very much you are a mama's boy but at the sure. same time i i finally had that moment in my life where i was like I'm my own person. Mm-hmm. I don't need to follow my. Uh, I know that moment you're talking about. Yeah, and you know what? Let's talk about it. Okay. I don't. I don't want to just keep throwing out things that we're not going to talk about. Sure. Let's talk about this. Irma came. Uh, Hurricane Irma came to Florida, and uh, it was going to hit Sarasota direct on. And it was, this is a Category Five hurricane. It might. Have, it might have cooled off by the time it hit land to like a. Yeah, it totally did. Point is, you were bracing for catastrophe. I was Literally. bracing for a catastrophe. Weathermen were talking about how this was basically the they, end they of said, Florida. They said you were going to die if you were outside. Right. They said you're going to die if you don't 
And um, I had I had a um, a girlfriend at the time, an an ex now, obviously. My parents wanted me to be with them. My family wanted me to be with them. I wanted you to be with them for different reasons. A lot of my friends wanted me to be with my family and be with people I loved. But at this time, I you know I loved I loved this girl, so I felt like she was my family, and I needed to be with her Mm because I had been through so much in that year. So it it was a moment that I had to make a decision as a man. That I, if I stay with my girlfriend and my friends, or my family, and, and I mean they both are family in their own way. Sure. To this, to, I mean obviously now that everybody knows she's an ex girlfriend of mine, I would have said, yeah, I probably should have went with. Hindsight is twenty twenty. But <laughs> at the same time, the the lesson to be learned, the there, growth that you experienced was worth it. It was incredible. Just I, I remember mean, you telling me about it was that. a moment in my life where I was like, I this is I want to do what I want to do, and I've been like, ser- I don't want to say that was the moment. Where I became a man. I was already a man at that point. Sure. But it was a moment where I realized that I was a man <laughs> separate from my family. Yep. Yep. So yep. That, that's just a little sidebar. I know it's very serious. No, it's spot on. I, I could not agree with you more. And I, I remember I remember being thankful that you made that decision, A, because nothing wound up happening. Right, yeah. And Thank B, God. because... You had more damage from Irma than I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then emotional afterward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but... Speaking of emotional, that's... um. A good segue for me. I think another piece of advice that I would give myself as a young man, young or, or an older teenager, is that those relationships with girls at that time are not as serious as you think they are. <laughs> oh my god! The I have prior to the relationship that I'm in now, in my book, I had one serious relationship before mm-hmm. this. That does not mean I had one long relationship. I had multiple that list lasted for years. Yeah, one was. Uh, four and one was two and a half. And then my most recently, my most recent relationship was also in between two and a half and three. It was only that last one that was me as an adult. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anything, unless you wind up with your high school or college sweetheart, those relationships don't matter at all other than they help you become a man or a woman or whatever and learn about more importantly than relationships and other people, they help you learn about yourself. Yeah. Because every single time you, well, this is the way it should be. The next person that you date should be dating the best version of yourself because yeah. you're taking all of your mistakes, fixing them and giving your best version of, that, of yourself to that new it person. It just keeps getting better. Yeah, it really does. And it's not so much about that. They don't matter. It's the end of the relationships. I, took them hard whenever I was younger. Right. And I mean, really, you do because you fall so deeply for that person. The most true old time saying in this world is there's plenty more fish in the sea. Yeah, that's true. I truly believe that there's not that one person out there for you. I think that there is a handful, maybe a couple handfuls of people that fit the exact person that you need to be with in your life as a a lifetime partner. And there's just so many people. I used to think that. We'll, we'll see how that pans out. Yeah. I can tell you that in general, when it comes to soulmates, and I've told you this before, Tommy, I believe you have multiple and it's not necessarily all romantic. Yeah. Or age related. You and I are friends soulmates. You and I are, fr- are soulmates. <laughs> and I, you have a couple other friend soulmates. Guy I have a soulmate. Yeah, soulmates. totally. Uh, uh, girl, guy, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, in a really romantic world, I would love to think that there is one person for you. And again, it's like you said, there's plenty of fish in the sea. So, wow, tell your younger self stop mm. just you know this is so not as big as you think it is piggybacking off of last episode i think i've done a pretty good job of always being myself in my life mm-hmm. 
because I've found such good people to surround myself with. And that's, and that comes a lot from being comfortable in your own skin. Um, I, I did that from a very early age and that's probably because I'm a very hairy dude. <laughs> I learned this actually from, from my hairiness is that's I, I grew chest hair very early as a, as a uh, teenager and I got made fun of in, I'm putting that in quotations because I, I owned it from the beginning. I was like, yeah, I got, I got chest hair. What about a bitch? Yeah. So I took it and I've always said that I think chest hair is coming back into style and that gave me a lot of confidence to always be myself. I know that if you can see how I made the connection there, I'm, I've always been comfortable in my own skin for that reason. Two, two things off of that. First of all, Shakespeare. Okay. To thine <laughs> own self be true. Yeah. Absolutely. Be yourself. If I'm going to give concise advice to myself as young as a younger person, a younger man, be yourself. And I'm glad that you brought up the confidence thing. Mm. Yes. Okay, so I'm 27 now. I would love to go 10 years back and say to 17-year-old Alex, wow, you need to be a lot more confident and uh, sure of yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look... What were you unsure about? I was 17 years old. Yeah. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? Just... just I'm Trying to get you off balance. I wanted to see if there's anything that you wouldn't have done. Yeah, failure. No, I mean, it's... I'm, I'm serious. Just about basically everything. And I mean, even, even in college, college is definitely a transformational experience for you. And I was dating a girl for my freshman and sophomore year, I think, maybe a little bit in a junior. I don't know. I I can't even remember at this point. But as a result, I was way more introverted than I wound up being. Mm. And again, I can't sit here and say that I regret that because everything happened for a reason. But I look back on that and wow, the amount of fun that I had my senior year, I missed out on three years of that. Yeah, And it's just because... I don't think I came out of my shell yet. Yeah, that's all. And then two is when you came out of your shell. Uh, no, definitely sooner than that. But I wish I was around to see that Alex coming out of his yeah, shell. Yeah, that would have been a really cool tr- uh, transformation for you to see firsthand. You know what really helped with that? Huh. Keto, shout out to Keto, high school friend, dancing. Yeah, dude, dude, I love dancing. <laughs> dancing is incredible yeah. and it really I, I talked about last episode removing inhibition yeah and I, I think that was sort of a start of me coming out of my show it was a very long process yeah um, I mentioned college another thing more advice for my younger self I have huge aspirations now I'm back in school I started that I don't know a year and a half ago or something like that and I don't care how long my current goal takes because whatever it's worth working toward and if I could go back Again, in the hypothetical scenario where all of the really important things right now in my life are still intact, I would tell myself to study something that matters, not marketing. Sorry if I make some enemies there. Um, Psychology. A, or psychiatry. Mm-hmm. But yeah, get a uh, – I would tell myself th- – this is going to sound elitist. I would tell myself to get a STEM degree mm-hmm. because I think that – I think anything STEM-related has – that science, STEM technology – No, (laughs) science, technology, engineering, uh, mathematics, all of that has objective value Value to it. It it has objective value Mm -hmm. and you can contribute in a very meaningful way. I'm not saying beer or beer or alcohol. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't in other ways. (laughs) I'm just saying that you definitely can with a STEM degree. I understand the difference there. You know, they, they honestly, I mean, 
we might be STEM degrees are going to be automated in a lot of ways pretty soon. Oh, totally. I mean, by the time you know I'm I'm finished with my schooling, I might I might be obsolete. But I just need to make sure that this this is what I always tell people about the no regrets thing. Is I think to myself, I cannot bear the idea of being on my deathbed when I'm 90 years old and thinking, what if I had done X or what if I had tried Y? I don't care. I don't care if I'm not successful. What if I had not tried that? So my life is about mitigating those what ifs. Mm -hmm. That is what I'm all about because that's a weakness of mine. Uh, I used to get pretty hung up on what ifs. So not only do I try and continue to work on that, more advice I'd give myself, don't do that so much. But I try and mitigate the amount of, or minimize the amounts of the amount of times where I put myself in that situation. That gives you, you're going to have a lot of really great experiences because of that too. But don't worry about it too much either. You got to let life happen. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Don't worry about that. So last piece of advice, although I follow this and sort of always had, I think I got this from my, from my actual mom try new things always yeah that's that's kind of that was that was the theme of the episode last episode don't ever too. say no to anything except heroin that's always a bad idea but fuck heroin <laughs> seriously just try new foods maybe other drugs go to new places move somewhere please don't live in one place your whole life please <laughs> i i can't i just can't say it enough i have a love of the unknown mm-hmm. i mean like sort of an obsessive love of it i all even if i know I'm ordering at a restaurant. I'm looking at a menu. There's something that I know I will experience a 10 out of 10 enjoyment on. I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna have to try something else, just because it's new and I want to experience it. And then I can go back to the other thing if I want. So try new things. We flew past something that I wanted to comment on, yeah. but I didn't get a chance to. Dancing. <laughs> Tell me. Did you ever dance in your room and try to learn dances in your room by yourself? Because I did. I'm going to say not to whatever degree you were talking about. I'm not going to tell you that I never did because I'm 100% certain I did. Probably during the Soldier Boy yes, era. Yes, I was just about to say Soldier like Boy. Crank uh, Dad. Crank Dad was the very first any, one. Not even Walk It Out because Keto Walk It Out was before. Two Step, I might, have, I might have tried that. I don't know. There were certain things, but I'm getting the vibe that you did that for more than one song, more than one time. <laughs> uh, you, not, not to a crazy amount of times, but... It's dude. time for the percolator. Do you remember the percolator? No, I don't. Is that <laughs> Ying Yang Twins? I don't know. <laughs> It's insane. Hey, how you doing, little mama? Let me whisper in here. We um, should have kept going. <laughs> I'll tell you something that you might like to you. We, we actually could. But um, I used to, every single night before bed in high school, I would I would do push-ups and sit-ups. And basically that got my blood pumping. So that, like in between like reps and stuff, I, that's how I learned how to dance is I would just get up in my room and I'd just like put on music and actually like learn the shit. I like it. But um, it uh, I used to call myself the white Chris Brown. I don't. I can't give you that much credit. Thanks, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm assuming back in high school, I think I was better. Yeah. I, I no, stuff. I'm joking because I don't know anything about Chris Brown except I think he's kind of a piece of shit. He beats Rihanna. Well, I knew he beat. Rihanna. Well, okay, so not think he's definitely a piece. Yeah. of I remember watching that video of him when he was in his hold up in his house with a SWAT team outside. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, I hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so he dances real good though. Um. So we're gonna end this. Cheers. Down with Chris Brown. Ha ha ha!